patriots, comrades, and chums, the Roleplay Network welcomes you to What's Your Role, the show that goes behind the scenes of your favorite actual play podcasts. And here's your host, Jimmy Sprinkles. Greetings, listeners, and welcome to What's Your Role, the show that dishes up a smorgasbord of TTRPGs and nibbles at the psyche of player characters. My name is Jimmy Sprinkles, and with me today is the cast of the Forsyth Fantasy Hour, a D&D 5th ed actual play that has more adventures than a Baron Munchausen TED Talk. Guys, welcome to the show. Glad you could have us. Okay, so we're going to delve in in just a bit, but now that I've concluded my preambulations, I want to take a minute just to talk to our titular DM, Mr. Scott Forsyth. Scott, welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm incredibly happy to be here. <laughs> okay, so tell us a, a little something about the show, first of all, for, for those people who haven't, who haven't actually seen it. Seen sure. It? Listen to it. Uh, yeah, so we are uh, Forsyth Fantasy Hour. Currently, what we're playing right now is D&D 5e, and it is a high fantasy, pseudo-technological, sci-fi-based, goofy fantasy show involving Emmy Hilltopper and Jack Pilgrim, two titular characters uh, who travel the world of no wishing, trying to stop uh, magical catastrophes that are kind of infecting the environment and affecting their personal lives. That's our main campaign. In the future, we have other plans and other games that we want to do. Kids on Bikes is one that I've been kicking around a little bit of thinking about so doing. So good. So it's good. It's a <laughs> wonderful system. <laughs> good concept. But yeah, that is what we really have been uh, doing right now. Okay. Now, I, I have to ask. So for those of you not familiar with the show, Scott's actually running for his friend Tristan and, and his mum, Vicky. Now, that, that's a really interesting dynamic that you've got going on there. Vicky, I'm going to ask you, how, how, does, it, how does that work out? I mean, were you, did you introduce Scott to TTRPGs or was it the other way around? Oh, yeah, definitely. I sometimes say that I've grown up with Scott um, because <laughs> as a kid, I didn't even read, you know, comics. But as he's come up, you know, he's gotten me very, very interested in, in gaming and in different movies. Marvel is my favorite, you know, stuff. And so when, when he was doing all this with his friend Tristan for years, you know, back in their room, um, I've, I was very interested. I've always been very interested in, and we have very similar likes. Mm -hmm. And so um, yeah, we just get along, uh, you know, exceptionally well. Love his friends. He has, you know, loads of, you know, great, great buds. Um, and so he's shown me along the way and he'll say, oh, I think you'd like this or, Oh, I think you'd like this. So uh, then he needed another player. And I said, I'll give it a shot. But we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, we, we knew you'd be super duper into the gaming aspect <laughs> of it and whatnot. But I remember how nervous you were for oh, yeah. doing just, I'm in front of a mic. It's like yeah. I'm in front of a camera. Yeah. And um, so like now we're here in front of both. Right. So I, thank you for bringing that up. Oh, my God. Because um, actually, yeah, sometimes, you know, the camera turns on. I go, I'm going to try to, you know, get past that. So, yeah, I know over the, over the years, really, we've grown, especially me, and I, I have enjoyed it. And so I found that I enjoyed it more than, than I thought I would. Um, and so if it's a help, great, you know, for, for as long as it lasts, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be part of the cast. Amazing. And uh, like, you know, having, having listened to uh, a, a fair chunk of the show now, um, like your, your enthusiasm for it comes through <laughs> and there's, there is just, and it's such, just such a wonderful friendship between, you know, all three of you. It's just, it's wonderful mm -hmm. to listen to. Now, 
Before we meet our characters, Scott, I find that our characters are sometimes a little bit more free and loose-tongued with their responses when they are a little bit more relaxed. So mm-hmm. what I'd like you to do is set the scene for us. Where would you like this little tete-a-tete to take place? Where <laughs> do our players, or sorry, I should say, where do our characters feel most at home and ready to divulge their secrets? Hmm. Uh, so, so where our characters feel, feel the most well at home? Well, I would say that in the context of the show and in context of our world, this is probably taking place in a, a reunion of sorts and one of their original meeting places where Emmy and Jack first met, um, the Manor of Sundew, um, which is this big adventuring guild. So adventurers from all around the world of all different races and creeds and genders come in and just it's a welcome and open space for everybody to be a part of and for them to share their stories and to meet new friends. So I would say that's probably where they feel the most welcome. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Okay, then. So our scene is now set. So I guess we'd better get some introductions. First of all, players. Can we have your names, who you play on the show, and what would be your character's idea of a perfect Friday night? All right, well, I'll go first. Hi, I am Tristan Lagan, and I play the character of Jack Pilgrim, one of the guardians and uh, main adventurers in this uh, campaign. What's the Friday night? What, what, what would really <laughs> excite him is probably going to be like a night of just sort of like casual partying, like sort of drinking type deal with people he's super comfortable with, good food, good eats, and just a generally very good positive time. Not like any like fighting, like all this night type of stuff, um, but like physical fighting, like that could be fun. Um, <laughs> just, just, just anything really, really just, just fun and, and high energy, uh, but probably, probably somewhere like, you know, in the manor, we'd all just be drinking, having a great Friday night, talking about stuff we'd done over the week, type of, type of fun stuff like that, so. Nice, nice. Okay, Vicky? Yeah. Hi, I'm Emmy Hiltapa, and I would probably see myself um, hanging out in the, in the lodge with my little friend Droopy. Droopy and I will pro- would probably be playing some sort of board game or card or something you know i'm not i'm not quite as adventurous as jack so i probably would be staying in okay thank you very much all right so now we're done with all the pleasantries i think it might be time to start dishing some dirt so rather than have you tell me all about your characters i want you to tell me about each other try and give us a brief overview of the other person tell us something that you like about them and tell us something that really grinds your gears about them as well. <laughs> oh, okay. That's going to be funny. <laughs> All right. I, I, I think with that evil glint in her eye, we're going to have to start with Emmy. Oh, yes. Oh, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> okay, so uh, Emmy loves Jack, but she does know that he's, he can be a little exasperating sometimes because he will, you know, just off the cuff, you know, turn and do something that you're going, what are you doing? Where are you going? And um, he does tend to steal a good boot. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's He's, there. It's well, right there. You know, yeah, but that doesn't mean it's for you to take. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> so he, but he has an awesome heart and he would do 
anything and everything for his friends and family. So you could always count on him, but don't, you know, be careful. Not me. I, don't, I was going to say, don't turn your back on him. I know that he's got my back. However, he is, you know, quite a rogue. He's a stinker. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I, that's that's yeah, that's definitely it. Um, and then Emmy, Uh-oh. I, I, I just I feel the same way about like what I what you like about Jack. I also really love about Emmy. There's something like really just warm there about you know just trying to just stick to doing the right thing, and especially just sticking to that you know your decisions. And just being really, like, outgoing in that way. You know, like, super-duper, like, outstanding and trying to get your goals accomplished. Really go-getter. And I love that. And what I don't like is whenever I don't get to do what I want to do or whenever, like, you bring up the morals of a situation, you know, because I'm already thinking about it. But, like, you know, I (laughs) I don't need you to say my thoughts out loud. I say this to at least one person a day in real life. But, yeah, yeah, it's it's... It's that kind of thing. And I think, I think she's incredible. She's an incredible fighter as well. You know, we get along really well on the battlefield, um, especially after all this stuff that we've been through. So, she's yeah. pretty strong for such a small little halfling. halfling. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. So, Scott, obviously you play everybody else. That really, really tricky task. And there are, there's been like a real wonderful breadth of different characters involved. Oh are, there any, are there any particular characters that you really enjoy playing and you bring back in just because it's a, a chance to get those kind of creative juice, juices flowing? Um, there's, there's a few. I would say the character that I've most enjoyed playing is um, there is a little centaur girl who resembles um, a sheep and her name is Wooly Bug. Mm. Um, that is my absolute favorite NPC and possibly D&D character I've ever, ever played. I just thought her story was so much fun. And I'm trying, I'm going through my notes, trying to figure <laughs> out the best way to bring her back into the show. Um, at this moment, I don't know too much of how to bring her back. I really enjoy uh, Bug. And then I'd say probably the funnest is this little goblin child named Droopy, who Vicky <laughs> mentioned before, um, who is just this silly, kind-hearted, overly nice um, goblin who has just been with Emmy since like her early days of adventuring. Okay, fantastic. All right, so we are beginning to delve. So let's have a little think about where we're going to go next. We're going to play the first of our little games now. So this is a round that we like to call I'm a D&D character, get me out of here. Uh, For this portion of the show, we're going to throw our characters into the deep and try to gain some understanding of their ability to cope in difficult situations. So are you ready? Sure. Yes. I'm going to give you a quick scenario and I'm going to ask you basically how would you respond? While sailing across the ocean, readying yourself for another glorious adventure, your ship, predictably for the sake of narrative, is caught in a storm. You are washed ashore on a desert island. Your only possessions are three carryable items. You have a choice to make. Do you decide to stay and survive on the island or do you make escaping your number one priority? What are your three carryable items and what do you intend to do for the next seven days? I think we'll start with Jack this time. All right. All right. Cool. 
Um, so it, it's funny. We're talking about all this and I'm like, I, I, I kind of have a feeling of what Emmy's going to do. Um, not that I'm trying to do the opposite, but it, it's funny. I feel like it, it, it's, I don't know. We'll see. So Jack, uh, the three things he's got on them is, um, this might be just me wanting to have this on the character as like a personal like thing, but I think he would have this too. His recall blade. I think he'd have that on him because that was something he was extremely happy to acquire. Uh, that was, and I feel like that was just a, a character's, like, when you think of the character, he's going to have that on him in a design, and it would be really cool. I think he'd be really practical, and I'd hope he'd have his bag of holding, because, you know, that would be, what if he wanted to grab a whole, like, 550 pounds of sand and just throw it in there? He could. It'd be really funny. Um, and then, what else would he have on him? I think definitely the thieves tools. He wouldn't want to leave without that because I, if he's anything like me and he is, um, he's very, really practical in that sense. Like he'd want to have something to help him tinker with stuff on an Island, which probably wouldn't have any tech, but you know what I mean? Like he'd, he'd want to feel ready with that. It's like a guy with a pocket knife or, you know, one of the Swiss army knife type yeah. things. Um, so that, that's what he'd have on him. Um, and he would definitely, I don't think the, <laughs> I don't think he would think about leaving the island. He would just look around him and go, how do I survive? And just hope that, you know, people or something comes around to where, like, he'd be able to take that opportunity and leave. But he wouldn't try to leave himself. He would try to take stock in everything and try to survive on the island itself. Okay, awesome. Great response. Um, and Emmy? Um, well, actually, I would probably do the same. I don't think that she would try to leave, but I think that she would already have on her, you know, like some sort of little knife um, and some sort of flint and some, something that would be shiny that, and, and start trying. And, and if this, this was a ship, right, that yeah. crashed on the island. So there's, there's things there that, you know, somehow she would get, uh, make herself a little shelter in the <clears throat> in the bits of the ship that's still still there, um, and just and I guess basically just try to survive. Okay, cool. Thank I wouldn't you. thought of going to the ship. I'd have like hidden in the sand or something, <laughs> or in my bag of holding. No, no, I don't want. I don't want to get dirty. I mean, oh. after all, jeez, <laughs> the bag of holding isn't dirty. It's just a cosmic <laughs> horror. It's fine. So we're coming up to to the end of the first half of the show now. So coming up, we have more from the Forsyth Fantasy Hour after a little promo. But before we go, adventurers, I have something for you to ponder. That's right. It's another thrilling round of Bards Against Humanity, where we ask you to complete a phrase in the style of your character. As always, our in-house bard is on hand to deliver your phrase. Did you know... It's rumoured that she is the secret love child of Barbara Streisand and Larry Olivier. I am, of course, talking about Love Day Spraggins. Love Day, my angel. What have you got for us this week? You're so damn hard to please, we gotta kill this snitch. You're from the 70s, but I'm a 90s... Oh! Oh, uh, sorry, I was, you caught me practicing. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Yes, that is I, Loveday Spraggins, classically trained artist, treader of boards, and quite a few conqueror of several young men's worlds. And what delightful collection of words have you put together for us today, my lovely? 
Oh, Jimothy, you're such a tease. Alternative medicine is now embracing the curative powers of blank. So there we have it, folks. Alternative medicine is now embracing the curative powers of what exactly? We're going to go for a short break to hear from one of our podcasting pals, and then we'll be back to hear responses from the cast of Forsyth Fantasy Hour in just a few short moments. Don't you go anywhere. Welcome, friends and adventurers, to Dungeons and Blackers, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast. Join us each week as the party tries to survive DM Robulon's homebrew sandbox campaign. Oh man, I'm so hungry. Can I have some of that soup? Oh, you boy, what are you doing here? Oh man, I'm so hungry. I can smell that soup. I had to eat a rat in the alley yesterday. I'm so hungry. (laughs) I don't want to kill this guy. I I know, you mentioned that, and I'm not agreeing with you. I do love the idea of you guys just busting in and killing him anyway. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. Join us and listen wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome back. So, players... Can you tell me, have you got your responses for Love Day? Yes. Okay, yes, all right. So here we go. Love Day, could you uh, just give us a quick recap? Alternative medicine is now embracing the curative powers of... Goodberries. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Goodberries. that. Goodberries. <laughs> Goodberries because we say curative powers and... and you know, we look for the cure in a lot of our medicines and all that and, and how it helps everyone. And of course, like whatever you find is going to have all kinds of positives along with negatives. Um, but the thing with Goodberries is that it's incredibly, uh, what is it? Renewable. Yeah. You get any rangers with the ability to create that Goodberry. You gather them up and, and there you go. Like it's there. It's right there when you need it. And, um, yeah, that's that's all you that's all you need to know, really. It's it's good berries as an alternative medicine. Oh. Yeah, so even if you need the berries to research like what <clears throat> the restorative powers are, you don't need to keep searching. You don't need to worry about it running out. Well, actually, I have a uh, a different take on that. Oh. Alternative medicine is now embracing the curative powers of Okay, of the effects of good berries. <laughs> Wait, is that because if some of us eat too many and then we have all these symptoms and side effects then we need something to help us with that so you're saying the alternative medicine will help the uh, effect the yeah we effect need of- we need some sort of alternative medicine to help us with this dilemma Wait, <laughs> or have we totally screwed everything i up? feel like we have oh man do you know i i have to just kind of sidetrack for a second because i was i was listening to it's not the most recent episode it was the one before where you guys were with with, it's ben isn't it yes your guest um and you guys were all talking about goodberries and i was in the kitchen just cooking and my my (laughs) wife came in and she was just like sort of listening away and she doesn't understand ttrpgs at all she's it's a whole world beyond her um mm-hmm. and and she she turned to me she said are they are they um advertising good bris 
How many times? No. How many times do they want to say goodberry? Oh, oh my God. That's hilarious. Nope, there's no such thing. That's hysterical. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad that happened. That's something that I dream of happening. I'm, I can't believe this is real. Jack is really happy. I, I'm ecstatic. Oh, my. Incredible. Oh, goodness. But somehow I think we messed that one all up completely. No, that's fine. I can work that in. It actually works as an interesting kind of dynamic because what you're kind of saying is that is that that jack is is kind of addicted to these good breeds uh-huh. and amy <laughs> emmy is very anti good breeds so good berries have this are, are they are they drug like are they are, are they, they really <laughs> are they actually good are they actually good? <laughs> yeah well, cause see, because i guess it's because she's so small that if she eats too many it messes her up i mean you know you heard it here. It's canonical now. Yeah, okay, so there you go. Yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, well, that's, that's, a, that's a rather fabulous uh, segue, Scott, because we're just going to move on to our next section of the show, which is called It's Canon. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have an, a, a quick game of three, oh, sorry, two truths and a lie. Are you familiar with how it works? Yes. yes. Yep, so you need to come up with Two truths and a lie about your character's history and backstory. And then your fellow character is going to try and figure out which is the truth and which are the lie and which is the lie. Have you got some ideas of what you're going to say? I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, go on then. All right. So, Emmy, if you'd like to uh, reveal to Jack your two truths and a lie. Okay. So, um, as, a, as a little child... Uh, she wasn't always, you know, very keen on, on being a cleric. Her her father sort of forced her to, to do that, and then she just went along. Um, she didn't really like her friend Elliot at first, but uh, after a while, you know, she became to like him. And I guess that's because when she was younger, uh, um, something happened, which was kind of his fault, where she sort of almost lost her leg. And then um, her dad, you know, with healing potions and stuff, uh, helped her with that. But uh, for, for um, forever, she's had a, a terrible limp. Um, so it's, uh, Emmy has a limp. Um, she wasn't keen on her friend, Elliot. Um, and uh, she didn't always want to be a cleric. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, so... I mean, I feel like it's got to be the limp. This is really funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have to cut this out, but there was a there was a moment where we were doing this whole like story for you know the the whole podcast, and just they had no idea that I thought that Jack was bald like the entire oh, yeah. time. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah, know. yeah. Like that was that was something in the character description that I had that I guess I never got across to them. And yep. just the whole time they thought I had like a whole, like my head of hair. Oh yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's that type of thing where I, I mean, so, so we've been playing this whole time and I just never imagined that Emmy had a limp uh, because of just how like physically strong we would, we would talk about her like with, you know, so I just, I, I don't, I don't believe that's the truth. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's the lie. All yeah, right. that's the okay. lie. Okay. Oh, that uh, would have been an awesome revelation, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it was so Wait. funny. It was just like, what? yeah, he's still bald. 
When was that? When did you have a limp? Was that jumping in the season two? I was just like, yeah, I think he's grown some hair since he was bald. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> that's, that's very good. Though. Well, yeah. Okay. We all know she grew. She does love Elliot very much. Mm-hmm. But when she first met him, mm, see, that's that's oh, a good revelation. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. It's canon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So Jack. Yes. Um, so mine. I mean, mm. I got one and a two and a three for you. Here's the number one. Mm. Um, I got a big family and I am related to none of them. So that's none. Um, number two is that my father, growing up, my memories of him, um, he was just really handy, but also really paranoid. So when he would sort of look after uh, me and some of the um, the kids who were in my, like, age group because we do have some like younger siblings who are a little young and then we do have some older siblings who are really old um me and this was specifically gray but um whenever me and gray would play around he would kind of get on us about being too crazy and that's sort of where he me and gray would get our kind of like really weird but very similar like perspectives on just how to deal with situations Uh yeah so that's number two Uh and uh number three is that i'm after all this is over, if I'm still alive, I finally have a plan for the future, and it is to become the owner of like a bar or a restaurant that just really specializes in good berries. So yeah. Oh, I can totally see you doing that. Yeah. I think number two is the lie. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Because it is. Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack, Jack doesn't remember anything. About anything his father. about his father? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. Remember hearing nothing about dear old dad. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. And I think well, delivering I mean, that I was talking too much about the father. So yeah. yeah. But I thought I could get that one. No. That's what I mean. I'm bad at this game. It's been really interesting because I I don't think we've had anybody not get the lie so far which is oh, kind of wow. testament to how well you guys know each other's characters or you know yeah, I think that's that's, yeah. that's pretty good um okay so alas the end is getting ever closer but before we sign off we've delved into the past so so let's have a little think about the future i'm gonna start with scott to begin with okay. what are your what are your kind of hopes for these characters what would you like to see happen with these characters how would you like to see them develop if you had a chance to put Mm. on your director's hat and and give them those kind of opportunities what would you what 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 path would you steer them towards um it's interesting i think i would love to see emmy grow more into her status of being a hero and being this legend that Maybe she didn't always want to be, but as she's slowly becoming, and so many people think so highly of her, I think like in the future, like in the in the world of no wishing, two hundred years out, people would remember Emmy Hilltopper as this great, great hero. Um, and on the flip side of that, even though I love Jack and I love his adventuring aspect, I actually do love the idea of when all is said and done, when the the dust has finally settled, for him just to kind of go off and make a restaurant and um, kind of take it easy because I think that's the character arc for him. I think his time of being a hero and holding this mantle is only for a season. I think he has greater plans that are more than just saving the world. 
Okay, awesome. Thank you very much. Um, so what about the two of you, Jack and Emily? What do you want to see in your futures? What are your kind of hopes and dreams and ambitions? Well, I mean, yeah, um, like I said, you know, Jack finally does have that future plan. And I say finally because Jack is really a character who like tries his best to kind of push the past back, you know, not look back, but also tries really hard not to plan way too much. He loves to live in the moment because that is something he believes that that that's like all you have. He's one of those folks. Um, but yeah, just being able to settle and, you know, open that restaurant, do something like that for others, because mm-hmm. I mean, he and I are the same. That's something that I think we really enjoy. Um, despite sort of being like these roguish characters that like to just sort of steal in front of you. It, it's not, it's not to steal, you know, it's sort of a performance and like, Hey, you know, it, it's a way of saying I'm here and it's a way of connecting with people and, you know, opening up something like a bar or even just a cafe. Um, that's something that would be really cool because in specifically cafes, you know, that's something heavy with connecting with others. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think that Jack hasn't been able to articulate yet but he, he just loves that. He, he loves getting to sort of learn people. That is something super interesting. And especially being around the characters we've been around throughout this whole story, um, he loves seeing the positives and the types of good that people can put out there, even if they're super bad. You know, it's, it's just super fun trying to figure that out. Um, and running that would be fun. That's, that's what I think the future is for him. Fantastic. About you, Emmy. Well, yeah. um... Emmy is very uh, family oriented, and so I could see her, you know, sort of, sort of retiring um, back into, you know, one of her um, former places. because well, I don't know where she's going to end up, but <laughs> hopefully she may be able to go back to either the manor or um, just, one of her hometowns. Yeah, one yeah. of her hometowns. Um, but I would hope that at some point Roderick would be able to come back and join her, that she'd be there with Droopy and, and her dad, if he's still alive, uh, you know, or, you know, you know, the, the friends and family that she's, that she's grown to, you know, know. So I would, I would imagine her doing something like that, but she would still be pretty, you know, willing to help out, like even in the hometown, not necessarily like sheriff, but oh, maybe even mayor. Ooh. I don't know. Yes. Well, hey, I, don't know. I can see that. Yeah. Boss mom type of deal. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. But, uh, you know, back, just, just kind of back, back together, make sure that she's, whatever is left, you know, she's, she has around keep the family, keep really. it around keep it real family oriented. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you'd say, would you, would you say she's like a proper kind of matriarch? You I know, suppose she, would, she, and she yeah. would, yeah, she would, she would love, Probably she would love to end up being like that. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I got to say, I, I sure. turn to you whenever it comes to real big leadership stuff. Um, I, I definitely feel like you're the matriarch. Okay. So I can yeah. See that. I can see that. Thank you very much, guys. So um, I'm afraid that's just about all we've got time for. So before we do leave, is there anything that you want to plug at all? Yeah, I, I'll take it away. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, alongside of the show that we do, um, we all have a YouTube channel um, called Scotty Mewad or Scotty M-E-L-A-D where we do a bunch of different um, video essays and different projects, a lot of it relating to video games, movies, um, and that we also host our, our D&D podcast there as well. Listeners, we hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode, and I want to say a huge, huge thank you to the Forsyth Fantasy Hour for uh, giving us such fantastic responses this evening. Um, so, from Scott, Tristan, and Vicky, it's goodbye. 
Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for and having us. And from me, Jimmy Sprinkles, it's saying goodbye and we'll see you real soon. Thank you for listening to What's Your Role? Featuring Jimmy Sprinkles as your host and Fiona Howitt as Love Day Sporadic. For news on upcoming guests or info on how you can join Jimmy and Love Day, be sure to follow us at What's Your Role on Twitter or contact us at roleplaynetwork.com. What's Your Role has been a Roleplay Network production. <laughs>